Well, hello. Thank you for listening into this podcast from Body and Soul called Healthy-ish, of course. I am your host, Felicity Harley. Have you heard of the term intuitive intimacy? Well, it's tipped to be this year's biggest dating trend. So what is it exactly? And could it be healthier to seek than plain old sex? Relationship and sex therapist Christine Rafe joins me in the studio to, well, chat about intuitive intimacy. If you do like what you hear from Christine, she's up on Extra Healthy-ish where we take a deep dive into all things intimacy for those who are dating and for those who are in a long-term relationship. You can grab that wherever you get your podcasts. Christine, welcome back Thank to Healthy-ish and Happy New Year. Thank you, you too. Did you have a nice, well, break? I did, a little break. Could have done with it being a little bit longer, but here we are. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. Let's talk about this term, well, intimacy, emotional intimacy. I, I'm, I feel like I'm seeing it a lot more across socials, on websites, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. What yeah. is it? So intimacy refers to like a close personal connection between individuals Intimacy is, I guess, like the umbrella term for anything that could be physical, emotional, experiential, spiritual, intellectual intimacy or connection. Mm. So that's quite, so it's in some way, you know, we're talking about this before I press play. It's in, it's used interchangeably with sex, but it's kind of different, right? Totally. Yeah. The words, yeah, especially in like couples therapy and I guess how I sort of hear it being spoken about is that a lot of people, when they say intimacy, they mean sex. But actually sex is like a part of intimacy. It's almost, it's a part of physical intimacy. Yeah. So it's sort of like a subsection of a subsection. But actually intimacy is sort of the umbrella term to refer to like any type of connection that we might have with the person. And I think, you know, often we think of intimacy between like a partner, Mm -hmm. but it can be with anyone. Totally. And actually... Like platonic versus romantic intimacy, there's not a huge amount of difference between the two. There'd be certain activities, like, for example, sexual activities Mm. that for some people would be only romantic intimacy. But most of the other forms of intimacy we can share with friends, colleagues, family members, as well as our partners. Mm. Anyway, we'll talk more about that in Extra Healthy because I have more questions around that. (laughs) What about this term intuitive intimacy? I'm Actually, I think we spoke about it on the podcast last year. It's tipped to be a hot dating trend for this, this year. year. Yeah. Is it just another TikTok trend or another <laughs> another term? Just add the word intuitive, which I love that word, by the way. Yeah. yeah. In the front of intimacy and then it's something different or is it just the same? It's It's similar. It's almost the same. I would say intuitive intimacy almost refers to like the emotional component. So almost it's referring to emotional intimacy. So that's sort of like the felt sense more so than words, actions or behaviours, you know, so the act of like feeling really seen or heard by someone um, and feeling that you can share vulnerably without being judged. Tell us a bit more about this because I feel like rather than swiping right and for sex, we're swiping right for intimacy. Totally, yeah. It is 
Like as much as TikTok is sort of making, I mean, I think TikTok sort of makes things trends, right? And then they yeah, become absolutely. real trends. Yeah. Um, but I think post-COVID, people have been looking for more of a like a long-lasting connection with someone. Because historically, and I think because hormonally, we have so much around physical and sexual attraction when we first meet someone or when we're dating. We've always sort of focused on that a lot. Whereas I think now people are moving more toward, sure, that could be there but it may not be there forever or it may not be there in the same way forever. So we actually need to focus on the parts of a relationship that make it long lasting if that's what Mm. we're looking for. And like emotional intimacy would be that. So you talked about that feeling that you get when you first meet someone. It's that intangible feeling. I'm going to have to say I had it with my husband. Like it's just, you, you just can't explain it. Yeah. Is that a form of intimacy? It's, yeah, like a physical attraction or, yeah. a, or even an emotional attraction too. Our hormones play a lot in that initial, like that sort of honeymoon limerence phase of a relationship. So we have this surge of hormones, um, all the feel-good hormones, which make us actually like addictive in some ways to a person. Mm. So we become really attuned to emotional, physical, sexual, intellectual compatibility and attraction. And those things like are you know, I guess essential and necessary in the beginning of a relationship. But yeah, as our hormones stop producing to the degrees that they do, because we would not be able to function in daily life if they continued at that level, we then sort of rely on those other components, which is where intuitive intimacy becomes, you know, really important in those longer lasting relationships. Mm. Oh God, those feelings in the beginning. Yeah. So good, aren't they? (laughs) It is like literally all of the hormones that are released when people take drugs, Mm. right? Or when they have alcohol, it's like all of the happy, when you exercise, right? It's probably a healthier form of. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All of the above. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Um, But we, we are truly, you know, addicted, obsessive with people when we have that many hormones surging around that person. So after those hormones start dying off, how do we build intimacy with, with someone? Yeah. So it's like a slow and steady approach is sort of the way that I look at it. It's like starting off with all the basics. So prioritizing time together and time where you don't have your phones out the whole time. So like making eye contact, holding hands, um, sharing thoughts, feelings, being vulnerable, sharing values and goals, spending time together where you're doing things that you enjoy, right? Challenging yourselves together, Um having variety so not just doing the same sort of routine every day so it's sort of the things that almost like we kind of know that we need to be doing Mm. but we can just forget because everything else seems to take exactly gets in the way totally yeah again all of these other things i think you know keeping a roof over your head keeping your kids alive and well all of those things sort of take precedent often and we don't see them as you know we don't see the intimacy in a relationship as life or death Mm. when actually it can be the life or death of a relationship yeah actually it's interesting that just one word jumped out at me when you were when you answered that question that was vulnerability Mm. you know having those deep conversations it's just such a crucial component for intimacy isn't it and often you're right like when life when you got the to-do list when you just getting dinner on the table or when mm-hmm. you've got your routines and you just it's it's hard to have those totally. deep conversations and those deep conversations like you can't just sit there and go okay let's have a deep conversation yeah like let me going to talk about this yeah. deep today yeah, yeah exactly or you you know when you're watching netflix you can't you you've got to be in the right frame of mind totally and you and, and i guess that comes back to them being intentional about spending that quality time together because Yeah, those things. Of course, you can. I mean, there's so many like cool books and date ideas and, Mm. you know, card games and things like that that are available now that you can 
prompt, like deep and meaningful questions, but actually most of them- Do they work? What do you think about those? Yeah, especially if you're like, let's have a deep conversation (laughs) and you don't know what to say. (laughs) Those sort of things can be really great at like sparking conversation and getting us to think and reflect and to share things with partners when we maybe don't know how to start. Like if we've never really done it before or if we feel like we know everything about our partner- you know, which can happen in long-term relationships. Mm. We can, we can, there's always new things we can learn. I actually love the car. Yeah. Like car rides for those. Yeah. Somehow they, you know, with, with my husband, Tom and I, they just happen in the car. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have, you, you can't, well, the person who's driving can't be on their phone. No. And most of the time, like, I guess the etiquette of being the passenger is that you're also not just chilling on your phone or asleep mm-hmm. or something. So you kind of, in this like non-intentional like forced time where it's just maybe the two of you or it's with your family as well and you do have to you know talk to each other unless you're going to just be sitting in silence Mm. it's also interesting I think the psychology around for people who aren't necessarily comfortable in having vulnerable conversations if we're not making eye contact so things like side by side walking um, driving can be really good times to have those conversations because Mm. it's sort of I guess, reduces some of the intensity of some of the conversations that we might want to have. Yeah, good advice. Christine, thank you so much for coming back on Healthy-ish. Thank you. Well, if you did like what Christine said, make sure you listen to her ep from last year where we discussed the whole notion of a sleep divorce and can they actually work. If you did enjoy this chat, make sure you rate and review it and don't forget to press subscribe on this podcast so you get daily updates on what we're talking about. You can, of course, share it with a friend. Anything else, head to bodyandsoul.com.au. Follow us on socials, grab our print edition, which is out in your local Sunday paper. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winder? <laughs> <laughs> Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. <laughs> Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from. Listener.